Hello, wrestling fans. It's Queen Charisma. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Oh, yeah. Music to my ears. Son of a gun. Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. And we are quarantined on our own respective homes. We're kicking off for another big territorial wrestling review podcast. Quentin? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. That's all you give me. That's a lot better. <laughs> Yellow's up. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that was a lot better than last week. <laughs> oh, man. We got a lot more to work with. Yep, yep. All right, folks. I forgot to write what, how many shows this has been. Uh, I usually write it right on top of my paper, but I didn't today. Oh, well. So we're going to react. I'm already stuttering on my words. Probably because I got a French fry in my mouth. I'm eating supper because I'm starving to death. So if you hear some smacking, it's me eating, and I'm sorry. I know it's probably not a thing to do, but I'm starving to death, and fat boys can't wait to eat, so I'm going to be eating while I'm doing this. <laughs> anyway, so we're reviewing the CWA Memphis uh, TV show from March 28th, 1987. We're doing the Evansville, Indiana feed as usual, so that means this was taped on March 21st, 1987 in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay, so the show opens up regularly. Got the, you know, the music, the new music, and then the new video clips in there. Um, I do gotta say that the color was horrible when it started out. Was your color really jacked up on it during the opening? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this definitely wasn't a uh, a master dupe. Now this, this was, was not taken from masters. Yeah, this was probably a fifth generation or sixth generation duplication of a, of, of the tape. That means it's been the whatever it's been duped, duplicated, 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 just tons of times. And finally, but toward the end of the, the song, it started kicking back into color. Still wasn't the best, but it was all better than it was at the very say first fifteen seconds of it. Um, so it goes to Lance and Dave at the desk um, with their normal greetings to everybody. Uh, they're going to the rundown. You want to do the rundown? Or you want me to? I can do the rundown. Uh, we've got a Southern Tag Team title match, 30-minute time limit, Soul Train Jones and Brickhouse Brown versus Big Bubba and the Mighty Goliath, your AWA Southern Tag Team Champion with Downtown Bruno. Again, 30-minute time limit. Think about that in a Soul Train Jones match. <laughs> Holding on. Uh, also, if there's time left, we've got the Rising Suns, Shima and Hilo with Toji Yamamoto, Lord Humongous, Alan West, all Diamond, Jeff Jarrett is the BT Express taking on the Hunter and the Thunderbird. <laughs> All right, before we get started, after last week's show, uh, when I went back and listened to it to, uh, to finalize it on Anchor and, and to, to uh, put it out there, I realized we left out the big announcement <laughs> Lance was talking about. Well, it was so important that he said it really quick in the first match, and somehow he skipped over it. Yeah, yeah, we missed totally missed it. So I'll let you go. I'll let you uh, tell what the what the, what it was. The rule change. So, uh, as everyone knows, if you're an old school wrestling fan, and you must be because you're listening to this podcast, um, back in the '80s, it was illegal to do an offensive maneuver off the top rope. Now you can do it off the middle. You can do it off the bottom if that's your thing. Top rope illegal. We had started seeing a little bit more off the top rope, so I and no DQs called. So I guess they finally decided to make it official 
and on the top rope moves or not a disqualification any longer. Well, no doubt. Um, the, um, pretty much they're the only ones left doing it, and so I think Watts was was out of business or about to go out of business, and he was still basically just those two, I think. Actually, you know what? But those rules would sure come back in WCW. But hey, I just, I just remember something. I think Watts had changed it because I had an old episode of UWF TV from late 86, early 87-ish, and Chavo Guerrero did a moonsault on to, uh, I want to say Jack Victory, and that was, at the time, that was the first time I ever saw a moonsault, and I had it on tape, so I think he, I think, so I think uh, Memphis was the last territory promotion to uh, change the rule, so I'm pretty sure Watts had already, um, already changed, because I remember, I, I just remember that, so they're thinking about that. Well, and again, that's only officially anyway, because in the matches we've seen so far, we've seen Coltrane come off the top with a missile drop kick. <laughs> Ugly missile drop kick, but a missile drop kick. Uh, you know, we've seen stuff from the top. Yeah. Um, prior to that, Bam Bam was doing flashes from the top. Yeah. I mean, we were seeing stuff from the top. They just never made it official. Yeah. So, I thought we were going to do that. So, um... The um, intro and everything. Oh, another thing. Last time, last week we were talking about Shima being, and I told you it was Akio Sato. And I said I, he had been around a while. Um, I said I, you know, I'd send him his name in the results, like in um, Central States, around the mid '80s. Well, this week while I was doing some um, stuff for Scott Teal. I come across Kyo Sato's name in Florida in, I want to say, 79-ish. So, oh, wow. Yeah. He's been around a while. <laughs> Not only that, since you mes- uh, mentioned it, look up crowbarpress.com. Yes. Give Scott some business. Awesome guy. Absolutely. Great guy. Absolutely. Great wrestling historian. Yes. So, here we go. We start off this, well, good grief. I didn't. I got. I got eighteen pages, but I did skip a line between each, so it's not that bad. So uh, let me turn my page. All right. So Bruno and then they they come out. They talk to Lance uh, before going in the ring. Um. What do I have here? Okay. So they're standing there talking. They, actually, they go to a break after they did the rundown. I just threw the... Yeah, that's right. I threw the rule changes. They went to a break after they gave that rundown. They went to a break. They come back. Lance is already standing for an interview with Bruno, Bubba, and Goliath. Bruno talks about the match today against uh, Soul Train Jones, Brickhouse Brown. Uh, Lance starts it off with a zing, <laughs> zinging Bruno. Uh, with a, a zinging Bruno with a reply. Bruno says... I have seen, he says, I have, I can't talk. I have a, I have something interesting to say. I have an interesting comment. And Lance says, well, that'll be different. So right off the bat, Lance is already zinging on Bruno for once. So, did you catch that? 
Oh, absolutely. Lance was salty, Lance. Today. Yeah. Yeah. First, first time from the gate, he 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 zings on Bruno. Uh, I put on there. Lance is getting over early this morning. <laughs> so, so Bruno says says you're funny. You're funny like these goofballs in the crowd with that weasel chant. Bruno getting him some cheap heat from the from the crowd to get the weasel chant going. So there's a few. A few of them started to weasel chant. And Bruno, he goes into a story. He says, it's a story about parents picking names when, they're, when kids are born. You know, he said, like, Bruno, Lance. You know, Lance is a good name. Uh, you know, I don't know about that. It's your big nose. But he starts getting heat on Lance's nose, which I think all the managers did through the years. Then he says, then what kind of parents name their kids Soul Train in Brickhouse. Then he says, Lance, they need to be called Outhouse. Hold on, hold on. Where did I put that? Dang it. <laughs> okay, I just messed that up. I'll make the save for you. Yeah, please, because uh, I'm looking at my thing. He says in the promo that they should be called, and I actually, I didn't pop for the first one. Slow train. Yeah, slow train. That was it. Was hilarious. Yeah, I forgot. To, I still put down he, uh, Soul Train and Outhouse, Brian. And I was like, so, yeah, uh, Slow Train, that's Soul. I actually put Soul Train. <laughs> I kept looking at the word. This, yeah, Slow Train and Outhouse. Yeah, I messed my own writing up. I messed that up. Sorry, people. <laughs> And we get another fired up Lance right after this because Lance is like, well, what kind of, oh yeah, I'm sure Big Bubba's name is really big. Yes. Then Bubba gets hot and grabs, grabs Lance. Yeah. He, he, he wrinkled the Baxter suit. But you notice he let go of him fast, though. Let's oh, go. absolutely. He let go of him fast. And then I put, then Goliath actually talks to Lance. And I put, this is the first, I couldn't understand what he said, but it was the first time Goliath has actually shown emotion and actually talked to Lance. Like I said, I couldn't understand what he said, but... Well, he made the comment, he goes, what, are you going to make fun of my name now? Is that what he said? Which Lance just ignored him, and I thought it was hilarious, because it's like, no, you're not important enough. <laughs> See, I couldn't understand what he said. I, I rewound a couple of times, I was just like, I just couldn't understand what he said, but I was just more happy that he finally... Said something, showed some emotion, but just decided just sitting, standing back here, you know. So yeah. So yeah, that, to me that was you know, um, some emotion, you know, for him that is. <laughs> All right, so they go to the ring. The graphic says, "Bubba and Goliath versus Soul Train and Brookhouse." Uh, then yeah, it's a. Uh, that's all the graphics say on it. Uh, referees Jerry Calhoun, it's a Southern Tag Team title match. Then I put on here, note, the graphic man must have been lazy or hung over that morning and didn't feel like typing in a bunch of names. Because it was Soul Train and Brookhouse, that's all I put. And then I noticed through the show, I don't think anybody, hardly anybody got their, both their names put up there. So. Uh, I've seen that a lot. On some of these, you may have just caught it, but no, I, I've seen it especially for the underneath guys. I've seen a lot, they, but they to, just, today was the worst. I think I've seen it a lot too, but today was just seemed like it was really more than normal. So I'm, you know, 
It really, to me, it, I mean, it's always been like that, but it really stood out today for some reason. And for this, to, you know, do the put emphasis on this match, you know, putting it on first and everything, I figure, you know, or at least have the whole graphics up there, you know? But, hey, yeah. what do I know? <laughs> so, Dave does the intros. But then we get this, yeah, we get this classic, though. Yeah. So, dance, dance, gosh, Dave does, <laughs> Dave does the intros, and Lance says, bell time, what the, hold on a second, something just fell over. Something, what the crap? <laughs> Hold on one second. Alright, some, I don't know what the, oh, it's Dana. <laughs> Sorry, folks, and this is horrible uh, radio, whatever you want to call this crap. Anyway, so then it says, Bell time! Sets us off and running with a title extravaganza. So we, so Lance is, is, even Lance is hyping it up. Graphics man, not so much, but, even, but Lance says we're having an extravaganza today, so. So I put so Train Jones starts off with a few jabs. <laughs> then <laughs> he does a headbutt. Man, was that the weirdest looking headbutt? So this whole opening spot was really weird because it's like <laughs> they 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 run the spot, but it in slow motion. <laughs> and it, it, it's like wait, wait, it's headbutt. Shoulder tackle, no bump, hit the ropes, leapfrog, and then we get the high spot of the mat. Soul Train is terrible drop. Yep, I put the world famous Soul Train Jones drop kick to the lower belly. <laughs> Which I'll say this on Goliath is higher than he normally gets. But still, <laughs> it's still pretty good. I, I, I know this Goliath was bumping around for them. He's moving better. Oh, he's moving better, but you can tell he's not used to taking bumps. Oh, yeah. Well, he shouldn't be. He's that big. You know? But there's, there's such a contrast, though. Like, we get Bubba tagged in here in a second, and Bubba is so light on his feet. You can tell Bubba's an athlete. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And Brickhouse. Brickhouse is light years oh, above oh. Soul Train, by the way. Yeah. Well, he's been working for, how are, this is 87, what, five, six years now? So. God, it shows. I put double claws line on Goliath, and it went right under his chin. It actually might have got him in the, in the face. Is that what I put? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do my notes better. I, I try to space them, and that's still, they're still jacked up. I still I'll have to get you a laptop. No, I can't see. I, I can't. It's uh, my glasses are so messed up. They made them. They didn't do them right. And on my lap, I got a laptop. But if I use my bifocals, I can't see. And if I use my regular ones, it's still it, that rain. It's horrible, man. They, my glasses are just awful. But, Ladies and gentlemen, that's doing a podcast with an old guy. Hey, you know, it's the way, it's the way it rolls sometimes, man. All right, I'm back on track. So I said I'd be double close uh, Goliath. I said it looks like it might have got him in the in the chin. Uh, Brickhouse comes in, uh, does a comes in and Bubba with Bubba. They do a spot. They do the same spot as uh, 
Soul Train Jones and Goliath did with the leapfrog drop kick. And uh, Brickhouse puts the drop kick right on Bubba's jaw and head. Did you say he drilled him? It was beautiful. And then we got that smooth little dance afterward. But then you notice Bubba got up and went over and tagged. Did you notice he was getting a mouse under his eye already? That, that it got him right around. It got him. He got it good, dude. Oh, well, I mean, probably. He probably had a mouse. Bubba and Goliath aren't going to be light with these boys. No. But Brickhouse got some air on that thing. Yet, by the time he pegged out and turned, he already had a mouse coming up underneath his eye from getting hit, drilled that drop kick. So. Well, and here's the genius of it, though. Soul Train's about to come right back in. Here's Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. So I now put Goliath in. Um, he slams Brickhouse. One of the most protective-looking body slams I think I've ever seen. Did you notice how light that body slam Goliath did on Brickhouse was? Especially in comparison. Oh, in yeah. In comparison to how he's been murdering folks? Yeah. yeah. That's no, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, he just... Rick probably looked at him and goes, you slam me like that, I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> man, he just like... I look, I was, I, read, I was like, man, can he lay him down any softer? <laughs> so then... Um, then they get, uh, let's see, do the slam, because they get back up, Brickhouse grabs an arm, and then he goes up, he get him, what he had, a top wrist lock or something, then he went down, put the leg to the back of the knee to, to make Goliath go down, he wouldn't go down, so he just started kicking him, like, shoot, kicking him in the back of his leg for him to go down, did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, he had him in a wrist lock and was just trying to take him down. And listen, a lot of guys don't do this fancy wrestling stuff in Memphis. I guarantee Goliath has never had that done. No, I'm sure he hasn't. No. He had no clue what was going on. <laughs> so he started kicking the stool and finally went down. Then I put, um, he went down. Uh, Soul, Train Jones, uh, Soul Train Jones comes in. Get the heat on him. Um, things get sloppy. Really sloppy. Um, I didn't really go much into the heat. Did you go? I really didn't. I, mean, I watched it, but I didn't really write anything down much about that heat on Soul Train. Did you? It was mostly clubbering. Yeah. I mean, it was mostly his big forearms and stuff. I mean, Bubba got his knife in that suplex. Yeah. His shoulder block. Uh, hits a big body slam. Misses a leg drop. We get a hot tag to break out. And, yeah, it really gets sloppy after the yeah. placement. Yeah, it, it gets all over the place. Um, under the four-way, Bruno comes up on the apron. Um, Brickhouse Brown has Goliath covered. Bubba goes for the leg drop on Brickhouse Brown. He missed him. I rewound that thing ten, about ten times. They were so close to the ropes, Bubba hardly had any room to... But he missed him. He didn't hit Brickhouse Brown. Uh, well. I, I had him in the back of his head, but either way, it, 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 they, they did it right at camera side, so it was so it's so cluttered, and Calhoun looked like an idiot because they're literally running into him while they do this stuff. Oh, it gets better. Hold on. <laughs> we finish this. <laughs> so Bubble Leg drops him. He missed him. Or he, you could say it might have grazed him. 
The Wrath is with Soul Train Jones and Bruno. Soul Train Jones bumps Bruno off the apron. Then ref Jerry Calhoun takes the Al Green bump. Did you notice that? Oh no, absolutely. It was it was ugly. There was no you know what the Al Green bump is, don't you? No. Uh he took a bump off a uh wadded up Coca Cola cup in the Midside Coliseum. Somebody threw it and hit him took a oh. bump. Nobody touched Calhoun. He took he just fell out in the it's like because Bruno was already got knocked on the floor. Soul Train was fixing, was trying to come back in the ring, and Calhoun just falls back, stumbles out, and takes a bump. I assume he tripped. There's nobody, so much going on. Nobody touched him. It's like I was like, I was like, was somebody supposed to was somebody supposed to hit him or something? Or I was like, something ain't right. So <laughs> he so so Calhoun goes down. Soul Train Jones comes to the ropes and looks down and sees that Brickhouse is being pinned. Then he runs straight by him and goes to Bubba. <laughs> it's like, don't try to break up the count or nothing. He looks out and keeps running straight to Bubba. <laughs> and then I said, he goes to Bubba in the corner while the while the count's going. They get the pin. But while he goes over to Bubba and tries to shoot on Bubba's legs, <laughs> tries to shoot on Bubba's legs, take him down. Do you see that? Bubba just grabs him, just yeah. shoves him off. <laughs> Like I said, this whole thing was laid out pretty terribly. Um, but I will say it's probably my match of the night for the whole only reason that they announced the 30-minute time limit and it didn't go anywhere close. So I'm so thankful for not having to watch this for 30 minutes. I think you went like maybe eight or nine, maybe. Yeah, that's with the problem. It didn't go long at all. But man, when he come over and try to shoot on Bubba's legs and, and take him down, I was like, you are just stupid. And Bubba just looked at him and shoved him off. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I've been I put on here. <laughs> Here's my notes for the match. Match was bad. Soul Train Jones is the Drizzlings. He isn't getting any better, even though he's working with better talent. He's getting worse. Whoever's booking this, why in the world? Don't you pull Soul Train Jones to the side and tell him to never do a drop kick again. So, you know, I can't I, I can't disagree with anything you're saying, but I will say this: Who's been on WrestleMania? Oh, if you look at uh, that way, if you look at that way, we can go we can go all night, though, dude. I, I know. But I know, no, did, did he ever do a WrestleMania drop pick on WrestleMania? I don't think he ever did a um, did anything besides sit in the corner. I'm just saying, but that's a lot more than anybody else has done. But I'm just still saying, you know, it's. I mean, who at the time would have thought that? But watching him, son of a buck. You tell somebody just cheese and mayonnaise only, and you go to open up your sandwich. And you got ketchup, mustard, pickles, and onions. I just want to kick somebody in their shins hard as I can. You know? This has become the Call in the Ring podcast. I'm sorry. It just makes me mad. <laughs> it just makes me mad. And, and they put four pickles on here. 
What the? Oh. Alright. So, oh, another thing I put on here about the thing was I put, it's amazing that whoever is in charge keeps letting things like horrible people getting doing drop kicks and stuff uh, like this and cards and matches misplaced on the loop tapes. I put, it's crazy that Jarrett or Lawler is letting this happen. Because we'll see here in a little bit. Lawler, may, he just comes out there and forgets everything. When On the um, Evansville uh, rundown of the matches for the uh, house show. So, but, uh, yeah, that match went, I think, I, I want to say it went like eight minutes total. So, but, so, yeah, that 30 minutes, that was, <laughs> that was going to be a real stretch, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you think about it. You got Soul Train in there, which definitely, and then you got Goliath, who's green, you know, so it was going to be a real, a real stretch to, you know, even get really 15 out of that. But, who knows? All right. So let me go to my next page here. All right. So we cut to the break. We go straight to Lance. He's standing there for the Evansville, Indiana card rundown for for Wednesday, April 1st, 1987, April Fool's Day. Soul Train Jones and Brickhouse Brown is already standing with, with Lance. They match plug the tag team match coming up with Bubba and Goliath. Brickhouse says some of his signature shucking and jiving stuff on the mic. Like suckers, thumping and bumping, and fools. Then you, <laughs> then you got Soul Train Jones says, If Bruno gets on the apron this time, he's going to get smacked like he's my grandchild. Okay. You got to comment on that, because I surely do. He's like 20 years old. My thing, though, here's my thing. Brickhouse in there, he's, you know, he's, well, he's talking, he's, you know, he's going, he's, you know, he's getting his, off his little, his little Brickhouse sayings out, you know, he's smoothing with his delivery, and he, he's all trained Jones, I'm not being prejudiced, but he comes up with the whitest talk, and it just and all. And one thing, the match they just got just to showing um, the match where Bruno got up on the apron, and he not he knocked Bruno off the apron. He said, "If you get up on the apron, I'm on this time. I'm gonna knock you off." Well, you just did it two minutes ago. So, anyway, that's a good point. I will I will note, I will note. Yeah, you just got on that thing about continuity a little bit. Um, Lance actually referenced that they just got done watching that line. <laughs> it's host, it, it, I don't know who's in charge. It, I heard it was J, uh, Lawler by now. Uh, I just don't. See, but now I don't see the one him or Jerry. Just not. Just it's been like this for four, four, four months now. Just lack of detail and everything. You know. So. Uh, here, then here comes, this is what really, yeah, I'm really shocked what fixing happened. So they get done with that, uh, he gives, he gives him his line 
about the uh, knock him off the apron and all that. Brickhouse Brown turns the leave. Soul Train turns the leave and runs and almost runs into Lawler because Lawler starts coming in. Then he, he then Soul Train has to turn back and go the other way. Okay, for once the mess up wasn't Soul Train Jones's fault. Lawler missed his cue because Lance starts talking about the um, Jarrett BT Express. BT Express against uh, Patsanaka and Boy Tony match. Lawler shouldn't have been in there yet. So Lawler, so he run, about runs under Soul Train Jones. Then he's the so Lawler starts talking. The land shows, and then we got then the final match. No ref. We got King and Austin Idol. Lawler starts talking about his match and talks about putting putting Rich out with an injury. Then then he tries to cover it up, saying. Well, I don't know if the people here in Evansville seen it yet. No! You just about, you walked in the wrong time on the interview. You just talked about putting Rich out when they haven't showed it yet. Because they just did it. I bet they just did it that Monday night. And when they, you know what I'm saying? Because that's, that you know, that, that delay in Memphis and everybody else, you know, that week. So, um, I don't know. It's just details. It's just horrible. So then he goes into doing the whole thing with Idol. Does his normal Lawler um, thing. Um, then they uh, cut to break. You got anything to add to that? No, I mean, you pretty much hit everything on the head. You're uh, definitely on a soapbox today, though. I'll say that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just... I just see stuff and I, it sticks out, you know? I mean, Hendersonville's not a far drive. You can go tell this to Jerry to his face. He don't live in Hendersonville. Oh, whatever. Wherever he lives. <laughs> I think Brentwood, ain't it? Brentwood Franklin? Uh, probably. <laughs> He's rich. <laughs> he don't care. Thought he didn't care then because he was making money then. <laughs> we got back to the studio, straight to the ring with the graphics. Shimon Hilo versus. That's why you want to get the match too. Shimon Hilo against Brian and Maddox, that's what the graphics says. But Tug does with it, Calhoun's a referee. I'm going to let you take it since this is, this is your boy. One of my boys. I, I enjoy both Bryant brothers. Uh, Randy's a close second, but he just doesn't have the hair. Um, <laughs> we we got Mister Helo taking it to Ed Maddox early. Now, real quick question: They keep calling them. At one point, they called them the Rising Sun team, mm. and then they called them the Rising Sun. Were they ever actually officially called that? That you know of? No, not to know because the first two weeks, Sato came back. And they called him Shima. He was um, the rising sun, Mr. Shima. So I don't officially know what, you know, if they were actually well, they called. Well, that's a great opportunity. That's a good 
your tag name. Yeah, I know. So I don't know if they eventually, uh, they might eventually went to it. I don't know. We'll stay here in a couple of weeks, probably. But so we get the match started. He'll take over early. Both Shima and Hilo just chop wood. Mm-hmm. Ed Maddox takes the worst backdrop I've ever seen in life, and I've taken some terrible ones. Well, it's to the point that the crowd, somebody said, you'll try it better next time. Well, I put on I here. I lost it. I put on here. I think it was a, um, I think it was a miscommunication with, um, with Hilo and Maddox. Because at first I thought Maddox was fixing to be a sunset flip, maybe. So he went down real low and then he came up. And I don't know. But I think it was, I think it might have been a language barrier. And both of them being really green, maybe. And they just got crossed up on it, maybe. That was bad. It was really bad. It was it was ugly enough though to where the crowd caught them out. Oh yeah, I mean it was oh it was bad looking, but I'm just wondering. You can tell Hilo got mad. Yeah. He throws Brian over. Brian tags in. Hilo's just got his arms up like he's doing the old double axe handle hit me in the gut. Brian tries to lock up. I know. Don't put him. I said, and then Bryant comes in. Bryant and Hilo ain't on the same page either. Hilo goes for a double axe handle. Bryant goes for a lockup. What can happen from here? <laughs> it, it gets crazy. Bryant hit the drop kick, which was actually really good. Yes, really um, good. And then we get some more awkwardness, and then Hilo takes back over. And we just get back to chopping wood, and let's get this thing out of the ring. Um, I didn't know anybody did backflip bumps in, uh, in 1987. But uh, Bryant definitely took a backflip bump off that uh, spin kick from Hilo. I thought I put it. I said the finish was Hilo hits a spin kick on Bryant. Bryant took the bump on the back of his head and neck, and it looked really sick. That was a yeah. It was. Uh, I think I, Bryant was trying to get a job in all Japan at the time. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, that was. I was, he hit. I was like, ooh. Ooh, but you know what? I, don't, I still don't think it's the sickest bump of the day. We'll see that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we definitely do. Yeah. Uh, we get some after after the match fighting. Uh, okay. Because Ed Maddox, for okay. some reason, is yeah. like, I'm just going to start a fight. Yeah, did you know? Okay, the thing was, the afterbirth, um, they're supposed to get back on them. Maddox, I think, went into business for himself and came over and just started wailing on him. Because if you notice, so- uh, Shima, I was come Sato, Shima, man, starts just giving him some shoot forearms to the back. Gives him like about five of them real fast. Bam, 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 bam. Then he drops down and then he, then he starts, you know, working with. Yeah, I think, I don't think he was supposed to charge over there on him. I think he was, they're supposed to. He just come over there, check on his partner. Boom, they get on him. You know, they get on him. But he had he. I guess he had other plans. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like one of those things. Where, all right, y'all fight afterward, and they'll beat you up. And he's like, oh, "We get a fight afterward. I'm gonna make my name." But uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be dumb as heck. It probably 
unfortunately probably got Bryant beat up a little bit with that kendo stick too because they got the kendo stick fed in by Tojo. They start giving shots dead Maddox and then like just turn around and crack Bryant who's just yeah. laying there. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that was probably that was probably meant for uh, meant for Ed Maddox. Yeah, it's like but of course they get they get run off by our heroes, Paul Diamond and Alan West. Yeah, that's what I put. Wes and I make the save. <clears throat> I said, only thing um, I didn't like was Tojo didn't get hit nobody with the stick. That's the best part when he gets to hit him with it. He pops him with it. And nobody got hit. I mean, they got hit with it then, but I love it when Tojo hits him, you know? I love when Tojo does it because he does it like 47 times. <laughs> And you know, he thinks it's, perverse. it's perversely funny. Yeah. Um, no, he loves it. So, the, the bad part about them being run off by Paul Diamond and Alan West means that we're going to get a stand-up interview oh. with Lance Russell, Alan West, and Paul Diamond. Oh, oh, oh it was bad. So, yeah, West it goes... It was pretty rough. What? Do what? <laughs> it was pretty rough. West goes, because I starts talking first, he says... Says you know I was in a battle royal uh, a couple days ago or something like that. And he says, and uh, those guys, you know, they came in and how <laughs> can you talk? He said those guys come and got uh, double teamed me. And he said um, thanks for Paul to coming in and saving me from from Tojo and his guys. <laughs> and he like did he shake him, hand his hand out to say, and, and the crowd goes. The, the crowd just crapped on it. They go, oh, they crapped all over it. Did you hear them? Uh, absolutely. And, like, I, I think, honestly, I'll put I'll put some of this on the match because once they got taken out of it with that bad backdrop, it's hard to get them back in it. So that's where I get that from. Plus, it was just a cheesy promo. There was, <laughs> Alan West has no... Uh-uh. No change of emotion. He's just no. like, hey, man, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and I thought it would be better because I can all diamond talk, right? But I thought it would be better when they handed it over to Paul Diamond. Um, two things. And he does not have a promo voice. Paul Diamond's never been a talker. Never. Never been a talker. He, he's high-pitched and kind of nasally. And looking at him, you wouldn't think that voice would come out of him. Secondly, he hit a line, and I don't know if you caught it. He said, Lance, we're all trying to tell the people this is a sport. And then he realizes what he said. He goes, because yeah. we're trying to win. Yeah. I caught that, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. and But, but what got me most of it was, man, his hair looked more righter than Bruno's did. I was like, did he not brush his hair this morning? He must have just come in, come straight from the hotel and, or straight from the club. It's just hair in the back looked like a rat's nest. I was, I was like, yeah, but my little note was, Bruno's hair actually looks better than Paul Diamond's does this morning. It was very possible because Paul Diamond had the worst war paint ever. It was just a couple lines drawn on his yeah, face he, he, um, and his arm. Yeah, he didn't, um, he didn't look too, um, too enthused to be there. So they cut the break. You go to Lance. He does the rundown. For Evansville, for the show, for the house show, um, he says there. He goes over and 
Uh, he goes down. Uh, good grief. He runs down uh, two upcoming spot shows for uh, Thursday, April 9th. And I can never. I, I messed this up last week. Uh, Mer, how you say it? Murin, Murringo? How you say that? Murringo. Mur, thank you. Murringo, Indiana. Which I looked it up. It's an hour west of Louisville, Kentucky. And he says, Thursday night, April 23rd, in Henryville, Indiana, which is, I looked it up, it's a, about an hour north of Louisville. Uh, it's right around, I think it's a little past Memphis, Indiana, which is like, it's a straight shot up 65. So Lance City says they've got seven bouts tonight, or Wednesday night, whenever it is. Uh, the Hunter with Bambi against JT Southern. Lord Humongous against Tony Burton. Mr. Shima against Paul Diamond. Mr. Hilo against Alan West. Bubba and Goliath against Soul Train Jones and Brickhouse Brown. Then we have Pat Tanaka and Boy Tony taking on Jeff Jarrett and BT Express. And in the main event, we have Iron Lawler and a no ref, no referee in the ring match. Okay, I did want to, I did look through some old, uh, I used to have some old programs from Nashville. I sold them a while back. But I took pictures of them a few years back. And um, I actually found them on my hard drive on my computer. And I actually pulled up Nashville's card uh, the next day. Because they were running on that Thursday. Because the flea market was in Nashville. Their card was very similar to the Evansville card. It was Hunter versus John Paul. Mr. Seaman against JT Southern. Alan West against Hilo, Humongous against Paul Diamond, uh, Soul Train Jones and Brickhouse Brown against Bubba and Goliath, and their main event was Jarrett Travis against uh, Boy Tony Patchnocket. There was no Law and Idol in Nashville, so. So it's basically. Oh, Travis is back territory. Oh, that's, I mean BT Express. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, Lance. Yeah, yeah, I got that written. Yeah, we got a lot of that coming. We got like we're oh, we're so it's behind. That's my fault. I looks like down we're at forty two. I'm about to speed this up. Okay, so the next match they cut back uh, to the studio straight to the ring with the graphic. It says West Diamond versus Rough and Ready, and Rough and Ready has uh, Boss Warner in their corner. Jerry Calhoun's the referee. Um, Okay, so Diamond and West come out through the curtain with no music. I'm like, why come through the curtain if you have no music? I put Diamond and uh, Rough start off, and I did that because actually Lance said it was rough, so we're going with that. Start off with Rough. Rough is the better one, Ready is the shorter one. Well, I figured it out. Today, on this day, was Rough, his right leg and mask, right, his right leg and right side of his mask is white. The other one, it's reversed. That's all I kept up with them. Um, so yeah, rough. Uh, they start off rough and red. rough and diamond start off. Uh, rough get, jumps and gets some offense. Diamond reverses it. Goes for a backdrop, and that backdrop looked really weird. Did you look, did you see a, Do you notice that backdrop kind of looked funky? Yeah, I don't know what it was about it though. It wasn't bad. But it just looked kind of funky. Yeah. So, now put West stumbles. West stumbles on a hip, on a hip toss. Then Diamond about misses the elbow drop and grazes Rough. Did you notice that? Yeah, I actually thought he caught him, but he 
caught him as he was getting yeah. up. So did, did you notice painful. Wes stumbled when he went to get him that hip toss? And when, uh, when he, he, he stumbles all the time. I'm yeah. not shocked. It was just like, wow. But yeah, he come down the elbow and just got him like grazing across the back because Ruff was coming up. I guess he didn't know who he was fixing to uh, do it. Randy comes in and botches the hip toss. Did you know? <laughs> yep. He botches the hip toss. Then I put Wes with an awkward looking power slam. He lets go of them like as soon as he turns them, they're coming down. Hey, look, he lets go of them too. It's just weird looking. He lets go of them too soon. Um, just don't look right. Um, the Diamond and Wes hit the rocket launcher for the pin. What you the got? The rocket launcher looked great. Had a really good replay of it. Yeah. Um, diamond through the air. That was the best part of the entire match. Yep. Got time for a replay. Uh, as far as the match, it wasn't anything. Uh, it started off with a lot of arm work, wrenches and double axes. Yeah. Uh, some very basic stuff. Ugly, mainly on the west part. And we went home with the best part of the match. So at least that's yeah. good. And we get this weird, awkward cut. Yeah. So we got Lance standing there for the interview, the student saying interview. And he says he's... Um, Got a new person coming into the, the territory or whatever. Um, it's the debuting, the debut of Pauly. And right when he goes to say his name, it cuts. It cuts. It cuts. It goes. And it's like I don't know if the tape cut, if the person who recorded this in '87 messed it up, or if they had a problem with a loop tape and they had to. Because usually when they when they want to edit something out, they just cut the sound on it. They the tape was pretty much cut because it, as soon as Lance said it, it cuts and it goes straight to uh, Pauline talking. So he's already in the, he's already in there talking. So I'm I don't know what happened. I think it might have been something with the loop tape and they had to maybe I don't know. It was just, it was messed up. Uh, Pauline was there with um, with Humongous. Um, basically, Humongous just uh, was flexing and grunting the whole time. Pauline talked. Um, so then they go to the ring, it's, um, Humongous against David Johnson, Paul Lee's with him, Calhoun's referee, uh, I put, um, Humongous with some sloppy, stiff forearms, they were just, they were horrible, they were just, he was just all over the place when he was giving them forearms to the back, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he did a bad power, um, uh, a bad, a bad press slam, and then he did the, <clears throat> he had the press on they brought him down to like he's going to do the Samoan drop. He just did like a nest T plunge. You remember, I don't you might be too young, too young to remember. You remember the nest T no, plunge? No, it was definitely timber bump. Huh? He took a timber bump. Yeah, just went straight back <laughs> for the Samoan drop. And I was like, okay. <clears throat> then he picks him up and uh, gives him a clothesline for the finish. Uh, at least he hit him in the chest this week and didn't kill him like he did the guy last week. So it was actually in the chest on the clothesline. Um, then Paul Paul says he wants two more guys at once, not just one guy. Then Wes and Diamond hit the ring. Uh, Paulie tells uh, Humongous to powder, and they cut the break. Um, there ain't really much more to that because it was probably about a two-minute segment for the whole thing probably. What do you, what do you say? Uh, the match itself, they said, was 36 seconds. So, yeah, I'd say about two minutes. Yeah. Um, we, we get a mu new music video, which I'm happy about. Uh, that the Kisses War Machine. We get 
bam, bam, Bigelow. The biggest thing I took out of this, besides like really impressive stuff, I got two things. <laughs> One, uh, Green Bam Bam is a little reckless. <laughs> um, and two, he about killed Tommy Rich about six times. Yes, I put I put the the video, uh, the music's uh, War Machine by Kiss. And what I noticed was lots of stiff and dangerous looking stuff from a really green Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> yeah, and, and everything like everything he's doing is so impressive. He's diving off the apron to, to the tape onto the floor. Uh, he's hitting drop kicks and he's hitting, you know, cartwheels. And he's doing really nice power stuff, but like there's no protection on it. Yep. yep. And Tommy Rich took the brunt of it and some yeah. of the ugly of it. Yeah. <laughs> So like, uh, how did, so then the cut to the ring is go straight. The camera goes straight to the ring, and the graphic has Boy Tony and Tanaka versus Garmin and Trailer. Of course, with Bruno Cajon's referee. Uh, Tony was wearing double labor, layer robes. I don't know if, if I think the one over the top was the was a house coat last week or something or dress or I can't remember what it was. It was a whole last week, yeah. But he had two layers on today. Uh, Garmin trailer was uh, wearing the yellow uh, yellow trunks with blue knee pads. Um, Tanaka fires up on trailer to start off. Um, he reverse whips it, drop kicks uh, Tanaka. He only got one foot on the drop kick. Uh, grabbed the headlock, did a headlock takeover, but he didn't hold the head. So uh, Tanaka got up. Um, then I basically have. Uh, Tony comes in, gives him a little offense, gives the gives the trailer a little offense. Uh, Garmin in with a double axe handle uh, off the second rope. Tanaka back in, takes back over. Talking Tony, then they just keep switching it out on the heat. Tony does his thumb to the throat. Uh, uh, Pat and Tony double team, cheat and beat on him. Uh, Tony with a flying knee drop and a flying clothesline this week. And then I'll then you add what you want to it, and you and you take the finish. Yeah, man. Uh, so it's crazy how good Tanaka is and how fast he bumps. Because to the point he's trying to make Garmin and Trail look good, so he's taking drop kicks from headlock takeovers from. But mm -hmm. his bumps are so fast, it's making them look like a step off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I'll say it. Tanaka has some of the best strikes, and probably the best strikes in wrestling at that time. Especially varied strikes because he hit you from every direction. Yeah. Um, Tony was really solid in this. I mean, it, with Tony and Tanaka both in there, it's hard for Tony to stand out with the moves that he has. Tanaka's doing all sorts of new stuff. Tony yeah. looks great. Yeah. Um, and then we got a high angle German <laughs> suplex with a bridge for the finish. Oh, God, I think it was worse than the backflip head bump earlier in the night. Yeah. Or I, day. I put on here trailer's toes. Hit the mat on the suplex. Yeah, it that was, ain't it supposed was to happen. a high angle one. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but yeah, I was like... like it's, to, it's to the point, I don't think shoulders are really down. I don't, I don't know. It probably wasn't, man. It was, it was brutal. I was like, oof. Mm. So, um... So then they go over to Lance for the interview. Bruno puts uh, out a five dollar... A five dollar... <laughs> A $5,000 reward on the mask of the BT Express. Uh, we got like eight minutes left. <laughs> we got to go fast unless we're going to do a part two. <laughs> uh, 
Bubba and Goliath come out, and Bubba is hot. Uh, Bruno, for not mentioning them, um, having a chance at the at the $5,000. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, I, I did, but I think it played to it. But then they, they smoothed it over. It's fine. Uh, um, I did like you got that little line in there. That'd be a lot of buffets for me and Goliath. That made me tough. That's what I put. I said, Bubba with a, with, with a great line. $5,000 can buy me and Goliath a lot of buffets. <laughs> oh, man. So basically, then they smooth it over and they cut to break. Lance comes back with Anzville rundown. Bruno, Tanaka, Tony, and Bubba Goliath already standing. Uh, Bruno plugs the Pat and Tony's match with Jarrett and Express. Uh, he rips on Evansville. Uh, then he plugs Bubba and Goliath's match with Soul Train Jones, Brickhouse Brown. But he calls them Slow Train and Outhouse on this one. Did, well, did he call them that too? Again? Well, that's, the, that's where I heard it. Okay. Well, he did, it, so he, did it twice in, he did it twice in the show. So, all right. Um, but, uh, so then Idol, then uh, Lance cuts to uh, Idol's regular taped uh, interview for the match with Lawler. Uh, uh, you know, it's the no ref match. Idol uh, says it's a Southern title match. Uh, so that's the only time today we've heard it actually mentioned as a Southern title match. Um, so then he mentions interview and that cuts the break. So I guess it's a Southern title match. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it's it's like that's well, been. Well, Lance said in the first interview that it was going to be a rematch, but I don't think he's. Specific. For the time. Yeah, he didn't say so. So I guess title. that may have been. No, because last week, uh, what was it? It was it was gimmick match last week of Lawler and Idol, and because um, Rich wasn't there, so this week was a rematch. But yeah, Idol said it was uh, for the title. Okay, so they uh, come back to the studio. Uh, Lance is standing. The music plays, and out comes Jeff Jarrett and the BT Express. And the music they used was, do you know what it was? I do not. Word Up by Cameo. <laughs> oh my God. The very first part of the Word Up by Cameo is what they used. Uh, they come out and they do some talking. Uh, we got like five minutes, less than five minutes. We're going to double, double episode, uh, run this one. I think we can get through it. Okay, well, we go real full. This next part is going to be kind of... Okay, so they go to the graphics. Jarrett and BT Express against the Thunderbird and the Hunter. Referees Jerry Calhoun. Bamish the Hunter. The Thunderbird has stars and uh, on his mask and tights. Uh, the Hunter and Express starts off with uh, some good little wrestling with two leapfrogs. And while this is going on, Lance says something really interesting. <laughs> well, it actually started a little bit earlier in the promo. Uh, BT said, and I quote, the mask ain't going to come off because I want to stay in this town. Oh, yeah. I forgot that part. I was just trying to skim it down. So, but, yeah, Lance, for some reason, is calling the BT Express Billy that's uh, what about half the match. This is what, so that's what I'm going to put. I put, <laughs> Lance says, kind of interesting listening to Billy talk about the match of the match of a, a no... No time limit, no DQ, no stopping the match, and he's he loves the, he loves it that way. He loves it that way. You got to stop and look at Billy's. Uh, oh gosh, you got to stop and look at Billy's beginnings, and early days in wrestling. 
he was taught by a couple pretty rough, rugged guys, Frank Morrell and Phil Hickerson. So it's understandable when he says he likes it that that kind of that he likes that kind of match. He says Billy three times, four times in this little uh, thing there. While they're while this is going on, they're doing that spot, which was really good. Was um, let's say it was uh, two leaf frogs. Um, Hunter fed up for the slam. He slammed him. He fed up for an arm drag. And then there's a little spot. This is the simplest little spot. But, man, I love this little spot. That uh, You come over tag Jeff in. Jeff has Hunter arm barred. Hunter arm drags Jeff out of, his, out of the arm bar. He gets up, turns around. Jeff's right there, and they feed in. He feeds into Jeff's arm drag. Man, was that smooth looking or what? Everything really that the hunter did with with Jeff or BD was really yeah, really smooth. That simple. I've seen that simple spot messed up so many times through the years, and they did it so smooth together. But um, <laughs> really really good. Okay, so now put <clears throat> okay. Did Andre? Uh, let's see. Uh, Bruno comes out, starts talking to Bambi. Uh, Thunderbird tags in for the first time. You know who I thought Thunderbird was? Who's that? I thought it was Tim Brown, Barney Brown. Well, if it was, it was Rusky. Well, he was very green at that time, so that's why I thought it was. That's why it was him. Same size and build. I think it might have been him, man, because I said he was really green, green around that time. Uh, what little bit of footage I've seen him when we worked for Gillis around, you know, eighty-five, eighty-sixes. So uh, he comes in. Uh, they they just start getting offense on him. He don't get anything. Uh, Travis kicks him to a face. Look kind of stiff. Jeff tries a snap suplex, and that looked horrible. He barely got him over. That was pretty bad. What do you think about that suplex? Uh, he, I mean, he got him over, but barely. Uh, he almost died off a bump off the double, double back elbow earlier. Like he almost just collapsed over his leg. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it was. It was. The heat was looking pretty bad. Hunter back in. He gets a heat on um, BT Express. Hits a nice snap suplex. Um. Now put on here. Hey Jeff, leave those snap suplex to the hunter. <laughs> uh, Bill Travis drags over Thunderbird. Over, let's see, BT's dragged dragged over the rope. Thunderbird puts a leg on him while Bambi starts raking her the heel of her shoe on his head. Outruns Alan West. We got like a minute, dude. We're not going to finish this up. Bam. Alan West pulls Bambi away. In the confusion, Jeff gets the win on Thunderbird, who wasn't legal, I don't think. Via drop kick, Hunter gets Bambi back. They call out the Hunter. Uh, Jimmy calls out Alan West. We get a Super Tour 87 promo and the house show report and Lance and Dave break down the show. Okay, I didn't understand none of that, but I hope everybody else can because that was the rest of the show. Um, so basically, Hunter come back out there, yapped with um, Lance, and then they went thing, and they added some new towns, and I actually wrote them down. <clears throat> and, um, but we ain't got time for them. So uh, next week's show... I reviewed some of it. I uh, scammed through it. Man, it's going to be... Ooh, it's good. Chaos. That's all i got to say. It's chaos. But, um... <clears throat> all right, I guess that's it. Uh, we got like 10, 15 seconds. So, um, just look on... Um, on Facebook. 
uh, and you'll see the uh, things uh, for Jeremiah Plunkett, Quick Rizzle. Hey, that's me. God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.